Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I have an amazing guest. He is singer-songwriter John Crondes. John hooked up with the Elvis original musicians and singers, and his story is amazing how he met him. He's going to be talking about that and everything else that he's up to. Also, you know, his dad did music, and we're going to be talking about his last name, He's really got an amazing story. He was telling me in the green room. So let's jump right into it. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Uh, I thank you very much and all your listeners for your support. And uh, it's a blessing to be on your show. And uh, yes, I agree. I'm living the dream with you and your listeners. And I, I, I first like take time out for a second to thank God and all my rock and roll angels in heaven. Now I have a lot of them. My father, Jimmy Crondis, Joe Esposito, who passed on uh, helping me record all these songs, was Elvis Presley's road manager and best friend. And we've lost a few of these musicians. And yes, this is a dream. It was Elvis's dream, my father's dream. I'm, I'm from what I'm told, continuing their unfinished life work. And I, I thank God and, and, and pray and thank God every day for my blessings and being here first and having the opportunity to make this music and 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 the blessing i have a lot of support a lot of beautiful people radio stations like yourself and fans that have just started hearing this music and it's 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 just wonderful i i thank god and thank you thank everyone for having me here well thank you well why don't you start off just letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself and about your last name and anything else you might want them to know sure well we'll start with my name it's crondis john crondis actually it's a greek name uh, you'll never remember this, but uh, my grandfather immigrated from Greece and uh, came here, I think, around 1928. His last name, which my, my proper last name, is Krondiros. It's probably not a good uh, name for a recording artist, but Ellis Island fixed that for us when my grandfather came from Greece. They couldn't pronounce these names. And uh, he said, okay, your name is Krondis. My grandfather had the same name. John Crondis. So that's the name, John Crondis. Everything on social media, that might be one of your questions. If somebody's looking to check me out and hear more about this, everything's easy. If you can just remember my name, it's all at John Crondis. Instagram, we've got a, a million plus followers there. Some beautiful people all over the world have been writing to me and listening to my music and the news. It's at John Crondis on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on LinkedIn. I have a uh, an incredible amount of new people, a lot of radio DJs and professionals, programmers, fans from all over the world on LinkedIn. It's uh, John Crondis, but I think it says FSA, uh, John Crondis Records. But uh, just remember John Crondis and you'll find me. I have a website too, johncrondis.com. Yeah, you've uh, you've definitely answered a lot of questions about the contact info. There you go, listeners, johncrondis.com. Well, tell us how you got into uh, singing and songwriting? Well, I was singing since I was a little kid. My father, 
who preceded me, Jimmy Crondis, wrote a lot of very important songs, an award-winning songwriter and a record producer. And as I'll quote my mother, as Florence Crondis said, I was born into the recording studio, came out of the womb into a recording studio. Since I was born, every house that I lived in till my father passed away in 1986 had a recording studio in the basement. And uh, my father was proud to keep up with technology, went from four track uh, to eight track to uh, 24 track uh, at the time he died in 86. And uh, my father, you know, wrote all kinds of things aside from hit records. He also wrote songs for the Harvey comic books and the characters and had a big contract. And I actually uh, w was approved and, and cast to sing a, a few of those songs, which sold millions of records the Harvey Comics uh, records, I sang the song Baby Huey, which uh, did very well, sold a few million copies. And th that's actually on YouTube. I've, I've, people told me, and I saw that, uh, you could hear me singing that at seven years old. So I was uh, being molded to do this since the day I was born. I actually wrote a very beautiful song with my father called The Way I Feel Tonight that I have all the Elvis musicians on and the Jordan Airs and the Sweet Inspirations uh, none of this has been released yet. All my songs with the blessing of God and rock and roll heaven have just started coming out this past year, along with the Elvis movie. And now with the Priscilla movie coming out, there's a very big worldwide campaign that's about to hit with the timing of that movie uh, with my song again, The End with the Jordan Airs, which was written by my father. So I've been uh, you know, working on this. My father is training me, taught me how to write music. Uh, which I asked him, how do you write music? His answer was, it comes from God. And I was able to write one gorgeous song, this song, The Way I Feel Tonight with my dad. And, and he died uh, soon after, you know, when I was very young, uh, 1986. Well, so that's the, the fast them, answer. Absolutely. Well, tell the listeners about how you got hooked up with the Elvis original musicians and singers. Well, the, the uh, honest answer that I, I get, get this one of these, the same question every time a radio station interviews me, the honest, God's honest answer is I have no idea. And uh, none of this was planned. I'm not an Elvis impersonator or tribute artist or anything like that. That, that. that was never the intention for me to, you know, start calling Elvis Presley's musicians and see, can I make some music with them? It was actually the reverse not an accident as Ray Walker from the Jordan airs uh, has told radio stations and in interviews that this was not an accident. And his quote was that nothing in life is an accident. This is the way it was meant to be. And uh, they have no idea either how I even met them. And that's how this started. I wrote a new arrangement on my father's song, the end, uh, which was a very big hit by Earl Grant, 1958, Nancy Sinatra, the BGs, all kinds of people have done that song. Mine's the latest recording. And Elvis Presley actually sang that song written by my father, The End, also known as At the End of a Rainbow, to his future wife, Priscilla Bellew, the very night they met in Germany. And uh, I showed my new arrangement. It was just a piano track, my voice. I recorded the piano at the Hit Factory in New York, and it ended up... Uh, going to a big arranger, George Andrews, in the business, and uh, Sony Music, because uh, I went over there because we were going to put strings on the song, and they loved it, and they, the manager there hooked me up with an old-time producer, an old-school producer, Dixon Van Winkle. And uh, going back to the arranger, when he heard my voice and piano, 
he said, do you want to know what I think? And I said, sure. And uh, he started laughing, hysterically laughing. And uh, I thought he was going to tell me, you know, this is no good. You should, you know, drive a truck or something else. And then he started laughing again. And he says, I love it. And started continuing to laugh like he was going to fall off his chair. Then he pointed at me and said, you sound like Elvis. And that's not at all the uh, response I was looking to hear. I mean, that's a great compliment, but I was least expecting that. Then he points at me again and laughing hysterically saying, who's going to sing with you? And I said, George, I, I really don't understand what, you, what you're saying or what you mean by that. And he laughed again and he pointed at me and says, you sound like Elvis and you need to get a godly vocal group like the Jordan Ayers, like he had to sing on the record. That's what I hear. And he started laughing again, said, I wonder if they're still alive. And long story short, because I don't want to bore anybody, uh, about two weeks later, I get a few calls from Sony Music, from the producer, and uh, my song was sent out, my, my mix of my voice and, and the piano of that new arrangement of the end. And it got to the Jordan Ayers. Sure, they're still alive, and they're doing a Patsy Cline tribute in Las Vegas. So I get a call back, and the producer at Sony says, that the Jordanaires loved your music and uh, quote, they said, send John to Las Vegas and we'll get a studio and quote, we'll see how it goes. So Dixon Van Winkle, the producer said, let's get a few more songs together. It's silly to have one song to go to Las Vegas to record one song with the Jordanaires. This is a big opportunity. So we started three more tracks. One of them being the very famous song that Elvis sang with the Jordanaires can't help falling in love. I believe it was 1960 or 61. And uh, it was just magic, absolute magic. There's a room full of people and producers. The Sony producer came to Las Vegas with me to record the Jordan Airs. The minute they started singing on the end, the first song, people were gasping, saying, oh my God, this is, it's that sound. It's the Memphis sound. And, and you know, people from that moment just loved the sound of my voice and the Jordan airs, it just, it just worked. It clicked. It was the harmonies. It just was meant to be. And from that song, the end, we, you know, Sony put that out. We started getting radio play from the beginning and Pete fans were calling stations from the very beginning saying, is this Elvis? And, uh, they couldn't understand what they're hearing. And, you know, long story short, this, thing, this project just kept exploding and I started getting calls from people that played with Elvis. And I ended up talking to Ronnie Tut, the drummer from the TCB band that toured with Elvis from 1969, did all the Las Vegas Hilton shows to the very last concert. And he asked me, do, do you want to try a session with us? They heard the end. And so I did a recording session a few years later in, in, in Nashville with the TCB band. And the God's honest truth, before I even got home, I, I was... I'm living in Connecticut. My mother picks me up at Newark Airport two days later. I cut five or six tracks with the TCB band in my first session. And I get a call on my cell phone, leaving the airport from Joe Esposito, Elvis Presley's best friend in life, his road manager for 20 years, was with him to the end, said, I heard about your session with the TCB band. When can I hear those songs? And uh, he flew me out to Las, Ve uh, to Los Angeles and set up a recording studio there with media and some other music people to hear those first uh, group of songs that I recorded with 
the TCB band. And I had the Jordan Ayers voices on there and the Sweet Inspirations. And uh, he stood up and grabbed my arm and he cried, brought tears to his eyes. And he says, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. He says, I closed my eyes and I thought I heard Elvis. He says, this is remarkable. And he said, I'm going to help you. And uh, everybody clapped. It was, uh, this has been the reaction from the beginning. It's uh, when people hear this music, it's so powerful. Removing myself from the entire thing, I'm part of this, but it, it's eerie. It's eerily beautiful. When you put all these people together, it doesn't sound like Van Halen. It doesn't sound like the Eagles. It's Elvis music. And it sounds like, and, and that's what media is saying, that John Crondis has picked up where Elvis left off. I'm not in, in any way, shape, or form trying to copy Elvis. That's not what this is about. All these people found me. Getting back to the point, that's what you asked me. Even the musicians have no idea how we met each other. Everybody was an introduction. During the first session with the TCB band, uh, actually right before the session, Ronnie Tut, the drummer, in putting together the group, said, I'd like to bring another guitar player. His name is Reggie Young to play with James Burton. He said he played with Elvis too. And I, at the time I didn't, really didn't even know who he was. And uh, everything was magical. That, that was such a powerful session. And Reggie Young comes up to me, all the musicians during that session saying, well, you know, this is great music. We love the music. Everybody would ask, do you have any more songs? And I would laugh and I would say, I've got tons of songs. My father wrote a lot of hit songs. My father wrote songs that were given to Elvis to record, some of which that I started bringing to show the band because my mother said, show the band this song, this song, that song. Elvis was holding a few of my father's songs to record when he died. So I ended up now recording some of Elvis Presley's songs written by my father that he was supposed to record. So the next thing I know, I, I end up recording with the American Sound Studio Band. And Reggie Young was the guitar player of the American Sound Studio Band. Who that is, that was Elvis Presley's uh, recording band that in 1969 recorded Suspicious Minds with Elvis and Don't Cry Daddy, uh, Kentucky Rain and others. They were the hottest studio band in the United States and the country from 1967 to 1972. And on my current single, A Dream for Peace, which is a medley of If I Can Dream, the song Elvis sang in the 68 comeback special and classical dream. That's the American sound studio band on that recording that recorded suspicious minds with Elvis, his last number one hit. That's the band on this single, a dream for peace. And we have all of Elvis's backup singers, the Jordan airs, the stamps, the Imperials, the sweet inspirations, Millie Kirkham. They all sang on that song and Elvis Presley's horn section. And this is how it went. And it's still happening. I'm still being introduced to people, uh, even in the last year, guitar player Billy Sanford that played with Elvis. Everything was through an introduction. And the more this keeps growing and building, that's how this has, has happened. I kept getting calls that, do you have any more songs? And I'm writing songs. I'm still recording songs of my father's. This just keeps going. And it's, it's become now uh, an international sensation. We're, what we're doing is uh, reaching people and striking a chord where people are hearing music they thought was forever lost. We're continuing the mission to save the Memphis sound. Absolutely amazing. So tell us about some of your big, biggest musical influences. Was Elvis one of them? Well, absolutely. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Uh, 
my father, aside from being a songwriter, my father, Jimmy Crondis, was a record producer and, and also worked in the capacity of the record executive. My father worked at RCA Records and ABC Records in the 1970s. And when I was a little boy, very little boy, I remember the moment my father bringing me home the single Suspicious Minds. My father was working at RCA Records at that time. And I was probably three, four years old. And uh, I remember playing that song over and over again. And it's ironic. And, and here I am now. My, my songs are just being released. And on my song is that same band that played Suspicious Minds that's playing on this record. And that's, that's what's tripping people out, pardon my French. People around the world are calling radio stations. The programmers are baffled. And everybody's asking, how is this possible? And I have no idea. Nobody has an explanation. It was, it, it was a gift from God. I mean, all these people appeared in my life and are still appearing in my life. And now I have even more uh, of the world's greatest players that are, are appearing in my life. A few of these Elvis musicians have passed on, unfortunately, like Joe Esposito, who managed my project until he died in 2016. And uh, many of them have passed on beginning in 2015, 16, 17. Ronnie Tut, the drummer, died in 2021. And DJ Fontana, Elvis Presley's very first drummer, played on six of my new songs. We haven't even released them yet. We, we were very close. We were trying to get him to come back in the studio again. He wanted to record more songs, and he died in his sleep in 2018. So all these things crushed me, and uh, people would say, what are you going to do with all these songs? Stop recording. Why are you spending all this money? And now it's coming to life, and uh, it, it's, it's a good thing that I didn't listen to any of these people because it costs a lot of money, but it's not about the money. This is a mission. Somehow or another, I was chosen to finish my father's unfinished work. And, and, and as Joe Esposito said, I'm finishing Elvis's unfinished work. He died at 42. And I thank God every day I'm here and have the ability and, and now the support to, to keep making this music, the Memphis sound. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you didn't listen either. So what, what uh, upcoming projects do you have coming up next that listeners need to know about? Well, uh, one of the things that is the arranger, George Andrews, I mentioned to you in the beginning, who's been with me since the first song, he's 86 years old. And we talk every morning and uh, we check with each other and you know, kind of joke. And I ask him, are, are you still alive? And he says, thank God I'm still here. I'm breathing. I'm here today. And he's working on my songs. And we're like mad scientists. I, aside from being a songwriter, I write most of these arrangements for the strings and horns with George in his studio. I've been doing that from the beginning. He'll hear something. I hear something. So we have 13 songs right now on deck that need to be finished fast. Can't Help Falling in Love came from my first session with the Jordanaires, and we've added a lot of Elvis Presley's musicians up to just a year ago. Billy Sanford, the guitar player, played with Elvis, and Roy Orbison is on that song. So he's screaming at me, telling me we better finish these songs, the most important songs like My Way, Can't Help Falling in Love, uh, How Great Thou Art, Always on My Mind. You know, certain staple songs that Joe, Joe Esposito made us record saying that the fans wa will want to hear some of Elvis's favorite songs made new again as this goes forward. So it's, it's essential that I finish putting the strings and horns 
on those 13 songs. That's not the end. It's the beginning. I've got uh, nearly 100 songs. So I'm just rushing every day. I spend every waking moment working with the promoters, the radio distributors, with the arranger, uh, trying to get in the studio in the next couple months as fast as I can to first record the strings, the string section on those 13 songs, then the horns, then start releasing some of these songs that already have the background singers. It's really a blessing. And, uh, and I'm writing new songs. I, I have, as an example, two of Billy Joel's musicians that have joined my project. They heard about me all through introductions, heard my music, and I have Billy Joel's drummer of 30 years, Liberty DeVito, who just played on eight of my new songs that we just started in the past year. And Richie Kanata, who played saxophone for Billy Joel, played some wonderful solos. I have the bass player, Kasim Sultan, who was Meatloaf's bass player. He played with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Celine Dion and Blue Oyster Cult, all kinds of people. We've got one after the next, all these very famous people that are, are, are coming on board and they're all calling, still calling, wanting to be part of this. It's a blessing. And all these new people that are very famous musicians want to make music with the guys that are left and the women that played with Elvis. They, they find this to be a, uh, an act of God. They all want to be part of this to continue the music for Elvis. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, the social media, John Crondes, the website, johncrondes.com. John, close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe if that was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Well, the, the one final thought, and this is what Joe Esposito wanted from the beginning. And I cried. I mean, this was all very sad to me. A lot of people died that were behind this and, and made this happen. The publisher, Bo Golson, who published my father's song, The End, which is now Universal Music. I thank them, Universal Music. And uh, Joe Esposito and Bo Golson, uh, all these wonderful musicians that were part of this. I ask everybody to take a moment and, th and remember them and thank them for this great music that we have generations of music they're telling me. They all laugh, some of the industry people, saying that you realize that I have enough songs to release for the next 25 years without making another new song. But one of the things, uh, in closing, that uh, Joe wanted me to do and my mother and other important people was to record in every group of sessions, I'm trying to do a gospel song. And Elvis loved that. Elvis was very spiritual. I'm very good friends with Ginger Alden, who was Elvis Presley's fiance. She found him dead in the bathroom, August 16, 1977. And we talk about this all the time. And uh, Elvis always thought of God and remembered God first in his life. And I do the same. Every day I thank God that I'm here. I pray to God to give me the strength, the wisdom, the energy, uh, and to open the doors to meet people like you and your listeners and to all the other wonderful people that just keep appearing. God's steering the wheel. And Joe Esposito and my father, and it's important that I do God's work. And uh, I'm, I'm going to, every step of the way, try to include another gospel song. One of the things that we're planning on doing soon in one of the next sessions is Amazing Grace. I've got the, the Sweet Inspirations who sang with Elvis and all these wonderful people. And uh, so that's part of the mix. But just to give to the world the Memphis sound and, and to bring back this music for the world. That's, that's what I'm living for. That's, that's my goal. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, all you Elvis lovers out there. And even if you're not an Elvis fan, check out John's music, johncrondes.com. 
Check out everything that he's up to. Follow, rate, review. Share this to everybody that you know. If you have any guests or suggestion topics, see Jackson 102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And John, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for everyone, everyone up there in rock and roll heaven, they thank you and your listeners. God bless you all and keep on listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.